Muted. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, everybody, men and women of God, saints of God, prayer warriors, intercessors, amen, gatekeepers, those who stand on the wall to watch and pray, choice servants, call, die, consecrate, separate, and set aside for God's sacred purpose this morning. We greet all of you in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we thank the Lord this morning for what he's already done, what he's doing and what he promised yet to do. We thank him for answering the prayer petitions that have already been raised up to him this morning. And we thank God this morning for a new day that we've never seen before today, that we come this morning rejoicing and we're glad in it because we know that if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we would not be here undetermined where we would be. But we thank him this morning that we know him hallelujah that we're born of him and that we love him amen and we choose this morning to love others as we love ourselves that hallelujah this morning so we thank the lord this morning that we have some choices that we can make and we chose to be here amen we are a chosen generation and we're chosen to choose god in everything that we do this morning royal priesthood holy nation under god peculiar people my god so we thank the lord this morning hallelujah but let that light so shine that many women will see our good works and they too will, hallelujah, will see his good works and follow us, amen, and, 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 and come and join the family of God, amen. And so we give God praise for an honor this morning for willingness and an obedience, amen, that we live by this morning, that we may eat the good of the land. So, Lord, we thank you this morning. We're about to be instructed, amen, how to better take care of these temples that don't belong to us, but they belong to God, to care for them and to take care of them. Not only as we take care of our own, but as we preserve and take care of this environment that God has given us to live in, where we can enjoy everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so, Father, we just pray now that you adjust all the imbalances that are out there, regardless of what system is out there, Lord God, that it may bring glory to you. And let us use them appropriately, Lord God, with faith in you and not in persistence, Lord God, but just thanking you that you've given us everything on this earth that we need. Lord God, that pertains to life and godliness, and may we use it appropriately, Lord God, and not abuse it any more than it's being abused right now at the hand of those, Lord God, who would rather use it and destroy it and abuse it, Lord God, fraudulently for the money for money and filthy lucre, Lord God. And so we just give you praise for an honor right now for revealing the truth to us. That we not ignorantly worship you, God, but that we know the truth and that truth make us free. Open our eyes now, Lord God, and let us see ways and strategies and plans and give it us the wisdom that we may be able to do our part to preserve all that you have given us, Lord, to care for it and to be good stewards over it. But in Jesus' name, we offer this prayer to the God above. Smile on us favorably this morning. We open up your words and study your words together in Jesus' name. We pray amen and amen. All right, then, we'll praise the Lord. Let's get here into this lesson this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. We just thank God this morning for another opportunity that we can come together, together, together in his name, study his word together. Amen. And uh, just so excited about what God is doing this morning. Amen. Amen. We've been talking about last week, we kind of talked about implementing a rest plan into all of this because we believe that if the Lord said rest, then we are commanded to rest. That's just the bottom line. And he called for rest and we made some adjustments and we shifted some things around so that we can incorporate that plan of rest in what we're doing kind of hard to build something where you're just always doing it and you're never taking time to, to rest. And I won't even say rest, but doing what God commanded us to do. 
that he worked six days, follow his example. But on the seventh day, he rested from his labor, from all that he had made. And so that's a different kind of rest that we talked about. Some people think when you say Sabbath, which means rest, that that's what that's talking about. But you have to look at rest from labor is physical, you know, mental. We said mental and spiritual. Shut it down, man, and just relax so that God can speak to you and you can replenish. Your body can metabolize some things that you put in. You know, just rest, physical rest, emotional rest. Take all the stress off of yourself and just relax. Probably can hear some clear things from God if you take your time and do that. That to me is the opposite of being a busybody. Some folks just ain't satisfied that they're doing they work, 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 work. And then when they break down, they stress out, anxiety come in, they don't have enough mental energy, enough mental wellness, enough emotional wellness, enough physical strength, man, to be able to do anything else. Just they didn't feel sorry for themselves and worry themselves crazy. Well, it's just happening to me. You know, well, you didn't you didn't follow the plan. You had no plan. You just Wait, 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 go, 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 you know. Don't let them say something about some overtime. I, I'm, I'm, you, you put me down. They don't want to take it, you know. And just go, 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 and never really rest from that labor to give yourself a chance to replenish. And then when you break down or you're looking 80 when you're only about 30, so, you know, you're so tired. Counting this is worn down. It's obvious that you overwork. You're overexhausted. You're exhausted yourself. You're overwhelmed by everything now because you don't have the will, man, to resist nothing. So it all just hits you at one time and just about take you out. Sometimes people have break, they break down, you know. And so we want to avoid that. We talked about that last week. We now have adjusted our schedule. We have a rest plan in place. And it seems like we just have more energy. We're more energetic. We're looking better. We feel better, you know, and, and we enjoy life better now. So we thank God for just the wisdom that he's given us, how to be able to build this better future, you know, optimal wellness, you know, overall wellness, amen. We know the area that we're concentrating on. And so with that said, uh, this morning, we're going to be looking at an area that uh, I believe we need to address and look at during this this window that we're in because with inflation being what it is, with, uh, you know, COVID-19 back on the rise, numbers are going back up. we got the monkey pops now. We've had some sightings. Uh, in the United States right now, you've got a lot of uh, different things that are happening right now. You still got that uh, malicious murdering spirit out there killing folks and doing all kind of crazy stuff and causing a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. People are just so afraid now. We just learned of a testimony um, the other day when Pastor Eric and, Pastor and his uh, our old grandson, Eric Matthew, was at the barbershop right across the street. Here is one of our comrades in arms, man, go into a place and shoot his wife and then shoot himself. Stressed out to the max, man. I was looking at a new clip last night and it talked about, the question was, why do people, beautiful people, commit suicide? Life is beautiful. And why would people want to take their own life? You know, we know stress, you know, traumatic brain stuff, people snap, you know, stuff. There's so much out there, man, that's, that's robbing the people, man, from thinking rational and thinking straight. And they don't know how to process it, and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to get that 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 help that they need. And so they act out that stress, they act out that anxiety, and they and then they say, "Well, I'm just in it all." That's how they turn turn the mind off. They shoot themselves in the head or wherever they shoot themselves, and take their life, and they think it's over. They think that's the end all. We thought, no, 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 no. You know, when you commit murder, especially of your own self, you still got to stand before God. And give an account of that. So it's not that simple. But when people don't know these things, they have a tendency to act them, act out what they're feeling. 
And uh, we know that gets a lot of people in trouble. So we're going to deal with that area a little bit this morning. We're going to deal with emotional and mental wellness this morning. I think it's very important. Having been a therapist and a counselor to deal with mental health and social work and then, uh, rehabilitation uh, counseling, man, that, that's my that's my background, you know. And uh, I understand, you know, I, I, I've been there. I've seen what that, that stress and anxiety can do to families, can do to children, can do to adults, my moms and dads, single family homes. It wreaks havoc, man. And then being in the military, who I myself have a 70% PTSD diagnosis, and when the psychiatrist diagnosed me, he said, you have it bad, you know. Uh, but I don't go around, man, trying to kill people thinking about suicide. That's why I try to renew my mind with the Word of God, because I'm trying to build this future where I can be emotionally well. And so as I, I processed a lot of things I was seeing here with, with all this going on, the gas price are beginning to come down, so people are being a little bit more, you know, a little bit more relaxed and relieved of, of how they were just so uptight about that and pointing fingers and blaming, you know, the, the current administration. And there's a lot of tension going on with two more American soldiers just got killed over in Afghanistan and their parents are freaking out. You got Brittany over there, the girl over there, man, in court right now. She she's stressed out to the max, man. Her wife back here stressed out to the max, and and now their folks are calling for the president. Now I, I guess they want them to just go over there, man, and just raid Russia and take a take a. But it, it doesn't work that way. But there's a lot of stress associated with that, and people are making phone calls and writing letters to the president, and now he's got COVID, and Mr. Benny Thompson, the chair of January 6th, but he's got COVID. And so there's a lot of backlash. There's a lot of stress and anxiety, you know. And, and, you know, and I thank God for the team of people that works around these people that carry the heavy load of stress. Amen. And so here we are, man, even in the body of Christ, there's a lot of stress. You got a lot of perversion right now, you know, just infiltrating right through the body of Christ, you know, video after video now with these people, these pastors, man, being cited naked and called on God with young 15-year-old boys, you got a lot of anxiety and tension out there right now that's causing a lot of emotional unrest, all all in the police department, all, all in the court system, you know, all, everywhere out there right now. You go in Walmart, and there's always incidents you hear about in Walmart where people don't want you to be shopping over there. They don't want you to stand that close to them. And they see you getting something over there, man, they thank you because you may have a hoodie on. So it's all kinds of emotional stress beds out there, man. People find themselves sleeping in, and they don't know how to manage that. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning because this is one of the areas that we want to be able to be well in too, amen. And so that's the area we're going to deal with uh, this morning is emotional wellness. And um, we know, amen, that the, the other the other areas that we've been dealing with, we want to have a, a stack of balance, you know, in those areas, you know, physical, spiritual, you know, emotional, you know, financial, uh, you know, environmentally, occupationally, and socially this morning. And so, you know, that's, that's what we're going to talk about this morning, emotional wellness. Our emotional well-being is very important. Uh, I'm so blessed because Pastor and I had a chance yesterday to just break away and go sit down with our very own Pastor Eric, Pastor Stevie, man. Just have a real good time to unwind, to fellowship, have some food, have some fun, talk about some things, man, and just enjoy, man, a break from, from the busyness of what, of what we do sometimes. And just to spend that time, that quality time, man, you know, and, and then take a few pictures, man, and whatnot, laugh and about stuff, man. That just keeps a lot of stuff 
uh, from clouding up your thoughts. You can think straight. You know, you can process stuff, you know. And so we thank God for Thass, who was able to give us a real nice quality meal. And young man, man, who waited on us, man, just a wonderful, Chris, man, wonderful guy. He remembered us. He knows us. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, Pastor Sharon still celebrating her 60th birthday throughout the month of July. Guess what, man? They broke out them, 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 that little free dessert, man. All of us was able to share in that. So it was just a beautiful day, man. And then, you know, to come back and go look at some houses, man, and also to be able to find out what's going on with our dear brother Harold and pray for him and, you know, just not to be sitting around worrying about, okay, what's going on, you know, but just to be, man, in, in the now, you know, be, 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 be focused in the now. You know, not worrying about tomorrow, not worrying about yesterday, but just focusing in the now and just embracing life, man. And so it makes a huge difference. But, you know, as I thought about this topic, you know, and I said that, you know, we got to have some kind of self-care plan in place to help us emotionally. It's a good thing, man, to know you got psychologists and you got psychiatrists out there. I done been, I done been screened and, you know, and interviewed by all the, you know, a few years back to determine that I had you know, PTSD, which helped me, you know. And so it's, it's about that care, caring for yourself mentally. You know, we, we got to take the lead on that. You know, we got to stay in the now. We got to stay into uh, the reality of life and not just, you know, a wish for thinking and hope for thinking and all that. All that's good. That's good mental exercise. But you got to deal with the reality as it is, too. You got to be able to process things. And a lot of times, you know, we, we, we have our minds so clouded with so many things and we're trying to juggle so many turns and this in our mind. And, and the mind, you know, the capacity of the mind is brilliant. It's one of the best computer systems in the world. You know, your little brain up here, man, not that big, you know, about the size of a baseball. But that thing, man, that brain is tough, man. That brain, man, is able to do 21,000 calculations per minute, but it's something per second. But, you know, some of the studies I read, more people lean toward a minute than a second. But that's still amazing. That's a lot of calculations. A lot of times we don't we don't exercise our minds to be able to stay healthy because we're processing so so many other people's problems and junk, you know, and we take it on and, you know, add more stress, you know. But the Bible says set aside all those weights. Those are those weights. Set them aside, you know. You know, that they eat, they're so easy to set up because we lend our minds to get bothered up with that stuff. And before you know it, if we don't clear all that out, you know, guess what? It becomes a stronghold set up in our mind and it affects our thinking. And now we start thinking more about that than we do what the reality is. And now what you have, man, is we're double minded. We start thinking this way one minute, that way the next minute, and we become so unstable. And sometimes you have a breakdown. You have a physical overload, and you break down, and you could bust some 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 of the the, the, the capillaries up in your brain. You, you know, you put so much stress on your brain. You know, you you might you might something might pop up there. And sometimes that happens, and people go off because they don't they they lose all sense of balance. You know, they can't balance their thoughts properly. You know, they they're gonna need some outside intervention. And sometimes. Things go on physically up there, you know, because people are overworked and they put so much pressure on themselves. They don't even know what's going on, you know, and and so they have to get some help. And so we want to be able to know what to do. To I call it self care. There's a lot of things that this is self care. What we're doing right now, we're ministering to ourselves to keep our mind stayed on the Lord. 
That was our Resurrection Sunday theme, keeping our minds fixed, fixing our minds on Jesus. You know, that's that's peace and calm. Why he's the Prince of Peace. And we read the scripture early and prayed that scripture in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, King James Valley. He was mind and stayed on the Lord. You know, see, that's the real reality right there. What is God saying about it? What does God say about it? What did God promise that was going to happen about it? You know, renewing our mind to the things of God, not being conformed to the things of this world, but being ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Over in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse, verse 1 through 3 there, you know, some, sometimes we just go verse 2, but I like to go 1 through, all the way through 3 because it talks about what to do. It's very instructive, you know, for us. You know, it tells us how to be able to maintain our, you know, our focus, you know. It helps us, and the scripture is good for that. You know, it's really good for renewing that. And so, but we have to understand there is a difference now between mental health, you know, mental wellness, emotional wellness, and mental illness. And what we want to try to do is maintain a state of mental health, mental wellness, or emotional wellness, so that we don't end up suffering from mental illness. Mental illness is not something that just pops up. It's something going on in the mind. It's something going on in the thoughts. It's something going on up here in the brain that's driving that train toward mental illness. And we want to be able to avoid that pitfall. Uh, you know, how we think, how we feel, how we act, it impacts our emotional wellness. Let me say that again. How we feel, how we think, how we act, you know, all that impacts our state of mental wellness. And so I hope you hear that. That's why we talked earlier on in, in some of our teachings about, about your emotions and your feelings. They're very dangerous if you don't understand them and you don't have some type of self-care, self-intervention when that happens. Now, the scripture says we do this in the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5 of King James Bible. You cast down those imaginations. You cast down those high things to try to come in and exalt themselves above the knowledge of the Prince of Peace. You know, above that knowledge of the Prince of Peace, of keeping our minds stayed on him. You know, you cast those things down, but then you don't stop there, Pastor Sharon. You now got to rest your thoughts and bring them back into the obedience of the knowledge of God. You've got to bring them back, okay? you got to bring them back. Now, a couple of these scriptures I'm giving you right now, they're not exactly written down on my notes, but they just come to me. See, that's the part of that mental wellness. It's telling My mind is telling me, because I've stored up to these scriptures for these types of situations, now it's coming back to me. Stuff is up there in my mind. You know, and it just, second Corinthians, you know, chapter 10, verse 3 to 5 of the King James Bible, bam, use that scripture a lot. It's stored up here in my mind. So as I'm talking about this, bam, that scripture, the Holy Ghost just brought that scripture back to me, telling me it's appropriate to say that now. You know, and, and so when we hit those moments that we feel stressed, let the Holy Spirit bring back to you. But if you never studied these scriptures and put these scriptures and got these scriptures, man, sometimes we don't give them anything to work with. And so... That means that there's, there's space up there for other stuff to try to come in and call itself. And we want to avoid that. This is a part of that self-help, that self-medication you know, medication that you do for yourself to help yourself. You know, what do you think on when this happens or that happens? You know? And so it impacts our well-being. Uh, and sometimes this is something that I started doing is uh, most people are afraid Pastor, and to talk about their stresses, to talk about their mental you know, lapses sometimes. And, and 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 this is when they get caught by surprise when something happens that challenges them mentally. So sometimes you got to have a little self-talk about your mental state. 
how you think, what are your thoughts, why do you do this, why do you do that? I do it all the time, and sometimes I find out that there are things hanging around up there in my head that shouldn't be there. And I be like, Lord, you, I, I take that to the Lord in prayer. Y'all know we say everything, take everything to the Lord in prayer. Oh, we need the pain we bear because we don't do it. And I find myself sometimes, man, you know, something come up in my mind that happened yesterday or last week or, or years ago. And I'm like, well, that's still there. Why am I still thinking about them? Sometimes I wake up, man, because I had a, a, a horrible dream about something that happened years ago, man. I'd be like, man, I had this dream. And, and I'd be grateful because I can't really go back and put in all the details. I just I had a bad dream. Mm-hmm. You know, remember now, I'm, I'm PTSD diagnosed. But there are going to be those things there, those traumatic things that happened before. Mm-hmm. That's what PTSD is about, mm-hmm. you know. And so I have to deal with those things, but I'd be glad. I'd be glad they pop up sometimes because now I know it's there. Mm-hmm. And so I don't go calling the doctor and say, hey, you give me some more of that high power, whatever that stuff they give you, man. That's a, and I, I just go into the word. See, that word is, is good like a medicine to our flesh and to our bones, the marrow to our bones. It's also good for the renewing of the mind. You know, because I want to be able to, I'm striving for something. I'm aiming for something. I'm aiming for, you know, a future of optimal overall wellness. And so we have to talk about it sometimes. And sometimes if you can have a person that you can trust and be confident, you can talk about those things too, you know. I remember before I got my diagnosis, my wife and I would talk about it all the time. And there were so many people pushing to, man, you need to go ahead and get that test and see really let the psychiatrist tell you really where you're at. And I did, man. Said the four hours that guy, man. He said, "Hey, you got it bad." He said, "I'm gonna tell you right now, you at least seven, eighty percent." I was like, "Wow, didn't know that." And he assigned those percentages to it, and so, you know, and I had carried that for a long time, you know, and uh, just just tried to handle it myself and work it out. Um, you got it. You got to have some movement in your mind. You know, I picked this term up here, man. You know, in my study, movement in your mind. In other words, your mind is like a, it's like a, it's a, it has a mental capacity. And like we were saying earlier, you got to clean all that stuff out. You know, you got to move some stuff out. You got to move some thoughts out. You got to move some, some old furniture out of there. You got to clean it out. How do you do that? You renew your mind in the things of God. Get rid of all that old stuff that hangs around, that tries to see the mind has to has a powerful recall in it. It has storage compartments up there. I know when anybody be in Christ, the new creation, the old things have passed away, and behold, all things become new. But here's the deal. The scripture says this. If that, I'm going to have to share and look the scripture up for me. If you don't go put something else up there after you clean it out, after you don't move things out of there, and you leave it empty like that and don't do nothing to put nothing back up there, the Bible says that there is those spirits, evil, demonic spirits, that will come back and they'll bring back several of their friends with them that will be seven times more frustrating, you know, than with before you got rid of all that stuff. But there's got to be some movement up in your mind. You got to exercise your mind. You got to put some things back in there to replace what the Lord removed and took away. Things that you cast down. Can't just leave it empty up there, y'all. You got to put something else in there, something new. You got to renew, you know. So it's got to be some movement of things in your mind. You know, you got to move your thoughts towards thinking about things that be not as though they are, things that were promised by the Father, things that were foretold by Him. You got to renew your mind. You got to store. You got to store these thoughts up there in your mind, man, so that you can now keep your mind stayed on the Lord, so you can have perfect peace. You know, 
you know, because I got things up there to think about that the Lord promised me, precious promises, things that happened that the Lord did already, things he's doing right now, and things that he said he's yet to do. Because I don't want them spirit, them things that left to come back to seven or more of their friends worse than before, you know, I got saved. I got my mind emptied of all that stuff. My mind is not sitting up there to be a waste basket for junk for other folks' stuff, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's in the book of Matthew up there, chapter 12, and it says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest. There that word is, and findeth none. It's stressed out all the time. It's a new place for him to be. Got to get used to that place by going back to the word and finding out what I'm capable of doing now. It says, then he says, I will return, uh uh, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so, shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Now think about this generation. Look at what it's saying. If we don't do something about some, some, you know, having a plan to keep myself sane. That's in the book of Matthew, chapter 12, uh, verses 43 through 45, I just read you. And so it's all right there. So we got to be able to have some movement in my mind, you know, have the right thought, move them in, have some worry, move that in, get some new stuff up there real quick or we'll end up back where we were at seven times worse and so you got to have some type of self-help plan you know when you're having that time of rest i like sometimes when i know i'm i'm resting i don't like any disturbances or interruptions that's my time you know and we've given y'all friday of the day where you just do really basically whatever you choose to do you know your leisure i like to just really just do fun things to just you know enjoy myself i don't like to be pulled over here pulled over i don't like interruptions in that because now I got to shift my thoughts. I got to move some stuff around. I say, okay, I got to get this. I got to think about this. Now, I don't want to mess that up. I don't want to get that. So I, I like to block that day, man. I say, this what God gave me this day for. This what I'm going to do, you know. But man, with these cell phones, a lot of times that stuff get interrupted. It get interrupted. You get these calls. You got to make adjustments. You got to do this. You got to do that. And it kind of throws you off because that's not what you were planning to do that day, you know. So it's, 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 it's a reason why God do the thing. We just read that in that scripture that we touched sharing this book about rest in them, you know. And so you got to be well-rested physically, emotionally, and spiritually to be able to maintain that sense of balance, man, you know. And, and, and as you age and we get a little bit older, it becomes more of a need for us, you know, you know, because things don't, they should, but they don't function like they used to physically. And sometimes physical wear and tear, physical can affect you mentally. You know, so you got to be in contact with your body, with your with your psychic to know, you know, your thoughts, your inner workings, and, and your feelings and emotions. You got to you have to be more familiar with them than anybody. If not, you'll be dependent on what the psychiatrist said. You'll be dependent on what this person said or that person said. You know, and you don't want to lead to your own your own understanding. But you want to be able to acknowledge some things that we're talking about right now in that process. So, so you can say, I know what's going on. This is some old hot thing trying to come in here, man. Take take my focus. Don't put my mind back on Jesus. So you got to have that health plan, what you do in that stress or hit. 
you know, that, that, that stressor, you know, I, I, I know what my stressors are now. I did before, but after going through some, 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 you know, some counseling with my psychiatrist a few years back before I got diagnosed, I didn't, I didn't know what my stressors were, you know, them, them hot, hot buddy issues. There were so many, but then when I was with the help of that psychiatrist, his intervention helped me to be able to identify them. And the, the one thing he said to me that stick with me, he said, if you can avoid these stresses, avoid them altogether. That was, that was an issue for me. Then I started thinking about, well, why not try to identify what they are and just totally get rid of them and replace them with something, move, move them out, throw them out. They don't belong up there in your head anyway. Cast them down, get rid of them. That's the Lord's plan. Psychiatrists said avoid them, but the Lord said cast them down, get rid of them, send them on their way. And that ain't that ain't a one-time thing. That's a reoccurring thing, but they're gonna keep coming back. Y'all know Satan. Look at here, man. Satan, when he tried to tempt us, now God don't tempt us. He tests us, but he don't tempt us. And that's common for everybody out there. So you gotta kind of know what, you know yourself and, and what's going on. And so when he tries to tempt you, let me tell you something about him. He never brings up anything new. He goes back in the trash bin and try to bring up and put a guilt, put you on a guilt trip. When you feel in a certain way, it could be something that's going on right then in reality. He's going to try to tie it to something in your past. Because he don't know nothing about your future. And if you haven't been running your mouth and complaining, he don't know about what you're going through right now. He can only go back to your past and try to bring some of that stuff back up and try to connect it to what your reality is right then and there. And you've got to be able to know that that's how he operates. And this is why we say we snare by the words of our mouth. We take them by the words of our mouth. Book of Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Be careful how much information you give him access to. If you heard him, don't talk to him, talk to God. You know, don't read something and say, you, here you go again, Satan's advantage. Uh, don't, give him the, don't give him the pleasure of, of, let, of thinking that he's got that advantage on him. You know why? He's already been rebuked. He's, remember, he was going to and fro seeking whom he may divide. Don't let him, don't give him call to divide you. Because he'll jump all over it. Now you and then take you wherever he want to take you, you know. And so we got to have that, that, that plan, you know, and understand, you know, what's going on. Uh, a lot of this can be avoided, number one. Number two, got rid of or, or moved out by this now here's some things i'm gonna throw at you here you gotta have some type of um uh, system or plan health plan to improve your emotional wellness okay uh it can it can be nutrition mm-hmm. uh it can be uh being happy finding places and ways to be happy you know ha- the happier person is the healthier they're living gonna be okay because they ain't carrying all that stress that shine. Make sure whatever advice that you're giving yourself or you're getting from somebody, make sure it comes from a, a reliable source, a trusted source. Some people just grab everything people tell them. We do a lot of research here now. We've been prone to do a lot of research, but there's a lot of advice and information out there. Some of it is trusted. But let me tell you something about what I found out about information. Just because it sounds good don't really mean that it's for you. You got to find that, that trusted advice that speaks specifically and deals with what you're dealing with. Because somebody else down the street, man, is saying, yeah, man, it's good. That don't mean that it's going to be that way for you. You got to have that trusted source of advice. 
In other words, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I didn't go see the dentist. I didn't go see the shade tree lawyer. I went to see an oncologist recommended by my primary care doctor. And the man was reputable. And to find out, he's a Christian guy. He's a Christian doctor. You know, he praised the Lord with us in the diagnosis. You know, and here we are today. So we took that advice from him and we implemented. I'm here today. I'm, I'm, you know, stage four CLL, man, you know, doing what I'm doing right now. So you got to have a source of trusted advice. You know, and some of it you can have in your self-help plan. I'm going to read up on this. Before I go talk to anybody, I'm going to read up on this. Before I make an appointment to see a specialist, I'm going to read up on this. So when I go in there, I've done my homework, and I'm listening for them certain things that they're going to say that's based on some of the research I've already done. So I'm not going in there ignorantly. Why? Because a lot of people perish for lack of knowledge. A lot of people end up getting taken advantage of. you got to know the source that you're going trusting yourself to. You know, that trusted advice, you know, and, you know, fitness is a part of this. Now, let me tell you one of the things I keep up with just to find out what the trends are out there. I read, I have a, I have a, I subscribe to uh, health news because I want to be able to see what's plaguing the nation out there. What's the big, what's the big, you know, question mark now? You know, so I read up on the state of the pandemics, you know, all this stuff that's going on, monkeypox. I, I check out these data, these findings, because I want to know. I want to be in the know, man. So I try to get that health news. The bigger reason is so we can pray about it. That's a defense strategy. Because it moves around. It spreads around. Why? People carry it. People, people are carriers. And if they don't know they're a carrier, they stuff it out to put on a mask. They'll just come and breathe all over you, fade your space. While you wearing a mask, they stand that mask two feet away from you without a mask. But they're carriers of some of this stuff. So I read up on the health news and find out what are, what are some of the vehicles to get all this stuff spread. Monkey pops, which was in Africa, now it's over cases popping up in New York and all these places. Because of the transit. You got people coming from those countries, going and coming, going and coming. They're carriers, but they don't know they're carriers. To create communities for this stuff to, to thrive in. And we end up breathing it in, taking it in, coming in contact with it. So you got to be able to be connected to the health news. Educate yourself. You know, the Bible is good health news, too, because it gives you a defense mechanism. But you got to be able to take care of, have your health plan where you physically take care of yourself, too. Masks are important. Vaccines are important. We're important. We're just talking. I talked to my pharmacist the other day from Bia, and they asked me had I taken my four booster. I said, no, nah, I didn't even. She said, yeah, they didn't contact you. No. She said, well, you need to get over there, man, and get signed up. Because she said, I got to do the same thing. I said, okay, Pastor, and I was talking about this just yesterday. Part of our, our, our health plan. Now that we know that they're offering these additional boosters, we're on our way. You know, that's part of our self our self care plan. You know, now we don't have to stress out about that because we don't have to sit around and wonder are they going to start giving other boosters or the other boosters? You don't have to worry about that. That's stressful. You don't move that out. Now what we moved in was, okay, we need to call my, I need to call the health center, see when can I get over there and get that booster. That's what I mean about moving things around. You guys are so crazy, man, trying to wait on them to call you. Guys just happened to ask, we asked the question the other day, and I was like, I didn't know they were doing that. Yet. Usually they call me, Mr. Charlotte, hey, you need to come in. Well, I bet you I'm on my way now. Now that I know that they're doing it. And so, you know, those are just some things that we can do, you know, uh, look at what the latest fitness trends are. There's so many plans now that you don't have to go out and spend money to join no gym, world gym. 
you can just say, go out there now, man, and go and see some of these exercises you can do right in your bedroom, right in your house. I'm doing them in my house. If the weather been so bad, we ain't been able to get out. That Sarah and I had us a real good four-mile walk the other day. That was so helpful. We could relax. We saw beautiful flowers out there. We took pictures, man. And before you know it, the four miles was over. And we were just so mentally, you know, excited because we got it in, you know. We got out there and did it, you know. Because they're people, they're going to go ride the bike in a little bit when they get off the line. You know, we got, we've implemented these things in as a part of our health, our fitness program. You know what? All we did was bought bicycles or all we did was bought some gear to walk in. We ain't go out here, man, spending on tons like a lot of these folks, man. Want one pill to fix everything. And some of them pills could be very expensive, you know. I mean, we have all the probiotics and, and different stuff that we take. But, my God, you know, some of ours is, you know, we're of an age now where we can get it through Medicare, Medicaid, and other, you know, benefits the retired veterans. But for those poor people out there, man, who don't, man, they're wondering. They're, they're so stressed out. You know, premium insurance is so high and, you know, that cost associated with it, man. But these people that don't have no, they didn't have, they didn't have a plan, but they got caught off guard. And I, our prayer is out there for them. But you got to have some type of, uh, find out what the fitness trends are and see are there things you can do at the house that sit around and be, you know, but you got to, you got to be mindful of these things. You got to stay in contact mentally with these things. You can't lose sight of it. Not the next thing you know, man, you'll try to substitute it by overeating. There's a lot of people right now been turned into how they deal with stress, man, couch potatoes, where they just eat, 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 try to eat their frustrating. And next thing you know, they're so overweight until they're sick of themselves. They're looking until they, they're sick, they're hurting. And that's more mental stress right there. So you gotta you gotta know your your health there. You gotta be in contact with it. Over in the book of Psalms, give you some scriptures here before we we're gonna talk about this stuff right here for a little bit because this is a critical trend out there right now that's causing a lot of people some stress, mental anguish, breakdown, and they're taking that on innocent people. We just learned about this soldier. We don't know what they're gonna find out in the investigation. But he followed his wife somewhere and shot and killed her and then shot himself. Two lives. Probably could have been prevented. We don't know. But this is preventive stuff we're doing right here for our own selves and to be able to help others. You know, to be able to be a, a trusted source that you can help somebody if they're going through something. You know, Pastor Sherry and I have been doing a little bit of marital counseling because of frustration in the situation friends of ours. So, you know, it's just the people out there hurting, man, they don't know what to do. You know, they don't know where to turn. But here's the scripture right here, you know, before we close. It's in the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 18, the King James Bible. And it says, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken spirit, a broken heart, and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. So that means when things are beginning to break down, you know, and affecting you, your mental health, your state of health, your 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 ability to live well above all of that, you know, you got to always turn to the Lord. That's why we say you keep your mind stayed on him, fix your mind on him. That's a big, big help right there to, to anybody that's, that's heavy-hearted, not on their mind. You know, David figured that out. You know, David had a lot on his mind, that's right. Children trying to kill him. He had him had his friend Uriah kill one of his choice generals. 
you know, went into Bathsheba and pregnated her. I mean, he was losing it, man. But I thank God what David said. Whatever you do, Father, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take the ability, Lord God, for me to have help that comes from you through your spirit, you know. Then he asked the Lord to do what? He knows some stuff that Sharon had moved back in. He said, create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right and a steadfast spirit. He knew something had crept in that caught him, caught him, caught him gazing at that sheep when he shouldn't have been. Caught him looking at some things he shouldn't have been looking at. And he ended up indulging in those things. And those things, that old spirit came right back in, you know. And now, man, he he tripping. He tripping, you know. But he went to God. And so this scripture said, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saved such as be of a crushed spirit. That's what that means, a crushed spirit, that contrite spirit. There's a whole lot of stuff get dumped on people sometimes. I thought about this young soldier. I said, man, I wonder what he was. They went and followed his wife, man. He, his spirit was crushed by something. We don't know what it was. His heart was broke about something. How many people out there, man, that, that we, we know fall in that situation? It's going on all the time. That seems to be the style out there now. Just get you a gunman and shoot them and shoot yourself and shoot and take it out on people. Because their spirits are crushed. They're brokenhearted. And here's something here right here, man, that we can that we can share. You know, we can, we you know, the Lord is not unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such that be of a contrite spirit, a crushed spirit down throat, stressed out to the max. You know, over in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 45 of the King James Bible. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. You know, that can be a strategy. You know, a lot of times when I got a lot on my mind, people might not know it. You know, I break away, man, go upstairs, man, and just shut it down. I know that's the time for me to shut it down, you know, because I'm, I'm I'm starting to have laps in my thinking. I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What just happened? So sometimes I just pull away, go upstairs, man, and I just shut it down, curl up in my little ball up there, and I start talking to the Lord. I start having a conversation with the Lord. Before you know it, after a few hours of that, man, okay, I'm back focused now. Sometimes my family don't even know what's going on. But see, that's how I process because. I'm not going to take that out on my family. I'm not going to air that frustration on them. So I pull away and separate myself. This is what he meant by avoiding it if you can. Then I go process it. I try to make sense of it. And I say, this ain't their problem. This is my problem. I got to solve this. I got to fix this. I got to get over this. I got This is me. Now, I ain't always been able to do that. I always, I, I used to just let it go. Boom. Whoever hit it, hit. I'm working to work. You know that that emotional wellness now. So that's that's a that scripture right there, man. You know, hey, you see prayer in there, so that's a part of it. But what do you do when you get up from prayer? You know, you're better off now. You're a better person now. Why? Because you dealt with it in prayer. Or what needs is pain we bear. You know, and said, so and he came to his disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. Now they weren't ready for the solitary experience that Jesus was ready for when he told them to go over there and tarry and pray. I, I thank God for the wisdom of Jesus. He knew what they were lacking and what they needed. They didn't have that prayer life. Remember, they the ones who can't even tell the Lord, teach us how to pray, and he told them to pray in this manner. See, they was they was they was in the process of becoming those people. And here is the Lord testing them and told them to go over there 
And guess what Jesus did? He didn't tell them to go do something that he wasn't fixing to do. He told them to do it, then he showed them how he did it. And that's what he does for us. He gives us a strategy because he's been there, done that, and it worked for him. Think about the moment, and then we're going to close out with this, that he was in. Pastor he was getting ready to make a, a, a critical decision. If this cup, Lord God, is your will, I'll drink it. It's bitter. Can you imagine the stress was on him about that at that moment? And he had to go get... He had to go get in a place where he could pray to the Father. This was solitary. He had to rule out everything else. He had to send his disciples to do what he was getting ready to do. Probably because he was going to need them to be on. This was his inner circle. These were the ones that were closest to him. But sometimes, man, your friends can dump. They'll bag it and jump on you, man, you know. But they went over there. They fell asleep, you know. Maybe they needed some sleep. But they were, they were sorrow because... Jesus separated himself from them. They hadn't been there before. They, they, they probably were freaking out. Why is he sending us over here to pray? We, he ain't taught us how to pray yet. But both of them could have been under some stress. But look at how they dealt with it. Jesus gave them the same solution to how he was getting ready to deal with this. To decide, do I drink this cup? Father, is it your will? Nevertheless. Nevertheless. And so that's a great strategy there. We're going to go ahead and end right there this morning. We'll pick this up next Sunday morning. Uh, we're going to stay on this topic right here a little bit because this is, I believe, is something that's important for us and for our family, for our friends to be able to help people, to be able to even understand sometimes these trends that are out there, how, how that mental health, that mental, that emotional wellness is so important. We're so fortunate and blessed, man, that we have access to scriptures that can help us and educate us. But we don't always have to try to medicate ourselves with outside, you know, outside intervention. But we can implement our own plan of how to maintain our stability, our mental stability. So, Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning, Lord God, for this area of study. It's an area of concern, Father. We know that you're concerned, that we're concerned about it. It's affecting families. It's affecting our nation. It's affecting other nations. It's affecting humanity, Lord God, because there's so much pressure on people these days, and they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to stay in the moment, in the reality of life. They don't have a plan that they can fall back on, Lord. Their minds are running a 1,000 miles a minute, Lord God, and they have so many thoughts rushing in, Lord God. Some of them are falling so deep into double-mindedness until people are just making uninformed decisions, Lord God, because they're being snared by the words of their mouth because they're saying things on impulse, Lord God, reacting to situations, and God, they don't understand spiritually. They're snared by those words. They're taken by those words. It's like the enemy is going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Lord God, he's using suicide. He's using malicious murder and attack on people. People are stabbing people. People are just acting out all of these frustrations. Some of them are watching so much video games and war games and all this stuff. And it's taking over their mind, their ability to rationalize and real, you know, Lord God, and, 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 and move stuff around their mind and cast down stuff. They don't even know the power and ability that has been afforded to them how to deal with these thoughts to deal with these high things. But Father, we thank you that we are fortunate, we are blessed, Lord God, that we have access to your word. We've been taught, Lord God, what has been written in the scripture, how to process these things and stay in the reality and do those things, Lord God, to be able to help ourselves as you help us by keeping our minds stayed on you. So we thank and praise you, Lord God, for the teaching this morning. We pray that it will be applicable to those who are receiving it right now, that they will be able to strive and aim for emotional wellness in this critical hour that we're living in when everything is trending away from having mental stability. And people, Lord God, are suffering from mental illness like never before. 
So we give you praise for our mental health now, state of health wellness right now. We give you praise for it. Renew our minds even the more than your word. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, Daniel, we're going to end right there and shift up. Uh,